ready? Let's go. You're listening to the podcast for millennials discussing the important stuff without the fluff. Mindset, finance, health, business, relationships. The Treat Yourself podcast covers it all. Hosted by Carla Schesser. Welcome back to the Treat Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Carla Schessa. This is episode number four, and I have my dad, Jay, back in the booth again. Um, So if you missed uh, episode three, recommend you scoot back, uh, listen to that one. It does a little intro into my awesome dad. Um, Today on the episode, we are going to talk about your inbox always been full so it's not a uh, productivity episode by any means Um, it's just a cool little saying that my dad always um, says when I come to him um, overwhelmed or overloaded have too much to do no time and maybe not really looking at what's actually important and what we actually should be focusing on. So um, do you maybe want to just jump into it and explain that concept a little bit more? Sure. Thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, straight into it. Your inbox will always be full. And um, like you said, it's not from a uh, an actual physical email box being full, but your life inbox will always be full. There'll always be things to do and when you finish that thing, there'll be something else coming in. And it almost makes it humbling when you do realize that your inbox will always be full. You know, very often we run around like headless chickens going, I'll be happy when I finish that project and I'll f- feel relaxed when I've made dinner and this and that. And you almost land up being very anxious and on edge the whole time because there is so much to do. But when you realize, hang on, my inbox will always be full. And it's actually good that you've got a full inbox because it means your time and mm-hmm. you You're are in demand. In demand. Yeah. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier, you know. And if your actual inbox is really full, realize that once that's been cleared, guess what? When you open your <laughs> email the next day, it's all going to be full again. Happens to me all the time, but I don't let it overwhelm me. So it's just one of the tools that I use in everyday life even when I feel a little bit overwhelmed and obviously I've passed it on to you girls. Um, So yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, so um, a funny thing that you say, which um, when I first sort of heard it a few times, it didn't necessarily sit well with me, but I think it's because I'm still grappling with this idea. And to me, busy means um, you're doing something worthwhile and you're being productive and you're sort of moving on like moving up and you're um you know making your time here worth something but um it's it's probably not what I take it as um and so what I mean by that is when someone asks you what do you do your usual response is as little as possible man I and mean, every time I hear it's that the I'm like <laughs> yeah it's the funniest thing you know when I meet new people as an example you know, sitting with a whole lot of new faces and people in, in a cafe mm. and uh, I don't know these people and I've just joined them from a cycling group and obviously the the common question is hey so what do you do and my standard answer is always as little as possible and <laughs> it just breaks the ass to just have a good giggle and they go, no, 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 really, what do you do? And I'm like, no, nah, uh, depends on how I feel at that stage. If I go, 
Well, I'm actually a commercial hottie balloon pilot. Um, that's usually a topic of conversation. But yeah. if I just want to keep it low key, and again, I use my gut. I, I didn't know that you knew what low key means. Oh, yeah, it's a lot I'm you very don't proud know, of you. Yeah, thank you, Masuda. <laughs> Sorry, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> so I just usually go, if I can see that the conversation is just general and around people and mm-hmm. I don't want to draw any attention or I just want to really listen in, I just go, I'm in tourism. Right. And either the person will go, Oh, really? Tell me more. What what in tourism? Which I hardly ever get. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, yeah, tourism. And then next thing the conversation changes. Yeah. Um, but if I go, yeah, and I'm a hottie balloon pilot, then obviously it goes into more conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very often, uh, I think that goes hand in hand when you ask somebody, hey, how are you going? And they go, oh, no, I'm busy as. I'm, I'm really flat out. It's almost like we look at people and we emulate them and feel wow, you're busy, that's great. Mm. It's almost like you get a high five and kudos for being super busy. Yeah. You know, when people say, hey, so how are you going? You busy? And I go, no. <laughs> they go, what? So you're not, you're not busy? I'm like, no. Oh, really? It's almost like they're disappointed that I'm not going, I'm flat out busy, stressed out, and life is just running by yeah. me. And before I know it, I'm time to retire. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, for me, it's, just Take being present, easy. being well, in the exactly moment. Well, exactly right. Mm. So, yeah. It's funny. I um I learned that early on um, in kind of like in a work sense where um, you would always say, oh, yeah, no, I'm busy. Work's busy. You know, everything's busy because if you're busy, it must mean that you're good at what you do. And if you're good at what you do, that means you're going to get more clients. But in reality, people might not refer more to you because you're always so busy that, you know, you can't take on anything new or new projects. But what I've um, learned to say or what I say now is, oh, we're, we're really busy, we're going good, but always have the capacity to take on, you know, new business or something like that. So it's all how you frame it. That's right. Being um, extra busy equals extra stress. Mm. So if you say I'm really flat out and busy and let's say, for instance, you were lo- looking for some assistance with learning how to be handling your stress better, is usually very busy, stressful people want to ease their stress and it's almost like they want to be able to handle more stress on top of the stress they have already right um our lives are stressful enough yeah so making it busier Mm. again busy is different from everybody Mm. um so yeah it depends on how you look at it i certainly try not to be too busy and you also i think need to get out of the mindset that super achievers can be relaxed and calm you don't have to be super busy bouncing off the walls look like you're going 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 to be successful yeah i've learned that lesson um this year particularly taking on a new role and Mm. you know feeling like you always have to be busy and always have to be doing something and always have to have something on your plate but really where you make the biggest strides or where you make the most progress is when you're not busy you stop and you take that time to critically think about what's happening what's next what your next move is you're not just going from one thing to another and so forth you're actually making um like deliberate moves rather than just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff so when you know when for me personally when i have the best ideas or little aha moments whether it be in work is usually when i'm doing my fun things such as mountain biking Mm. or being on the motorbike apparently even einstein the um, theory of relativity was discovered in the shower you know, a lot of people right. have aha moments in the shower, and that's when they're not thinking too much. They're just in a relaxed environment and just chilling. 
um, is when the best ideas come across. So when you're really busy, 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 um, you're not really being productive. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, there are times when you just need to head down, tail up. You know, we're both in that management position. We understand what that's all about. But just don't make it consistently your focus all the time. Yeah. And I remember um, you told me a story a little while ago where uh, Janae, my sister, your other daughter, um, <laughs> was a little bit younger. I think she was off maybe drawing some pictures or painting something or whatever else. And you're working at the kitchen bench, uh, really in the zone on your computer, doing stuff. And she, I think she came up to you and she was like, dad, dad, look at this, look at this. And obviously not meaning to be um, so blunt, but you were like, not now, Janae. I don't have time. Like, you know, I'm so busy doing this. Like, just go away, essentially. And that probably would have broken her little heart. You know, she just wanted to show you a pretty picture that she had, um, that she drew for you. But because you were so, quote unquote, busy or focused in on that one thing, and whether that was an emergency or a priority, who knows? But the, the point I'm trying to illustrate is sometimes you can get so bogged down with the important stuff, quote unquote, that isn't actually that important that moment that you would have had with Shanae or you know whatever is probably more important than whatever it was that you were doing Mm. um right at that moment so um do you remember that well I think it actually comes down uh, I don't really remember that particular one but what it does bring up is it's more about being mindful Mm. so let's say I am in the kitchen or wherever it may be in my office and I'm really I'm concentrating and I've got a very important deadline for this project and by Janae coming in, if she came in and interrupted me, obviously I had a choice. Either I could respond or react. Obviously in that situation that you remembered, I reacted. So mm-hmm. it's just straight off the cuff. Rawr. Yeah. And it can be the same for a work colleague that comes oh, yeah. into your office going, hey, I really, that person came in there for a reason. So what you need to do is stop and just take a deep breath and go, okay, why is that person here? So Janae came into the office not to deliberately stop my train of thought and my concentration on my project, she came because she loved me. Yeah. So what I should have done was stop, take a deep breath and go, oh my gosh, here's this mm. little six-year-old, seven-year-old, beautiful little child. All she's done is just to come and show me her beautiful painting. And I should have stopped right there and embraced that moment, given her a hug and a kiss and say, thank you so much. That's beautiful, my angel. Is it okay if dad carries on? And the same with work. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting in my office at work and I've had at times where guys are just coming in one after the other one of the, and they're constantly interrupting me meantime mm. i've got to finish this deadline thing but what i do now and anything you do often enough becomes a habit whether it's good or bad i actually stop take a deep breath and i go what can i help you with and it doesn't matter what it is and now what that means is the guys know they can come to me at any time but it makes me a more relaxed understanding person too so um so yeah it's more about being mindful um, when somebody does come and interrupt you. It's not that they're doing it on purpose. Always yeah. try to put yourself into that person's shoes. I mean, there's nothing worse than somebody biting your head off. Um, and if it happens really young, like Janae knows she can come and interrupt me anytime now. <laughs> she still she does, does at the age of 19. It's like, hey, Dad, and I might be on a call. I'm like, just wait a moment. But they're not there to deliberately do that and ruin your day. But yeah. if I would have done that over and over and over again, eventually it would have been a... A bad anchor for Janae. She would have gone, oh, my God, every time I want to speak to someone, I get 
you know, I get yeah, like shouted at, shouted at or, and mm. uh, that could have a bad, deep anchor in, in for her and that could then roll over into relationships with her boyfriend and other colleagues mm. and, you know, you can become shy from that. So, mm. yeah, it's more about mindfulness. So, um, so how, how can you recognize then when you're focusing on, um, quote, unquote, your inbox, meaning the stuff, the, the quote, unquote, busy stuff, um, as opposed to what's truly important? Because like you, you touched on before, there's obviously a time and place where you need to kind of get in the zone, get through your emails or pay all your bills or whatever the admin stuff is that you, you do. But um, how do you recognize when there's a time to kind of get that done? And then when there's a time um, that someone texts you and says, hey, come out to dinner, you know, it would be great to see mm. you. Like, how do you how do you balance that? I guess I'm asking from a selfish perspective because mm. I haven't figured out what that balance looks like just yet. Well, everything that comes across your life, whether it be work-related or even personally, um, is I think is important. Certain things are more urgent than others. So let's take it in a work context. Um, me being chief pilot of a very big airline if you want to call it i have so much stuff that comes across my desk and things i have to get done and sometimes it can feel overwhelming and all i do is i've got all these things that i need to do but some are more urgent than others so let's see if i can draw a bit of a picture for your audience you have all these things popping up in front of you and you're sort of standing and you can as a problem comes in, it goes in front and it blocks out the one behind and another one and another one. Before you know it, you feel overwhelmed and stressed with all these things in front of you. Yeah. So what you need to do is get on a ladder, a nice, strong, big, sturdy ladder. And you climb up on this ladder and you look at all these things that have come in from above and you pick out each one which is more urgent. So you've got a good view from above mm-hmm. and as you pick each one, they disappear. And yes, new ones will come in because your inbox is always full. <laughs> but then you slowly start getting that done. And then, yes, if a phone call does come in or there's a ping for Insta or Facebook, you need to have the discipline to make sure that that doesn't interrupt you. Um, the thing is, when, you've, when you don't look at your, your things that you have to cross off from above, it becomes overwhelming and it's easier just to sit back and go, oh, my God, life's so hard. It's just too overwhelming. And then before you know it, you're in a, in a mental turmoil. So to your question earlier to get things done i think that's the way it's just to eliminate and whatever you don't do that day even if it's work related tomorrow is another day mm. you know um will this matter in a year from now i have so many different tools on little my tool belt. these little sayings <laughs> yeah. and just to maybe give your um your listeners why i always have these little sayings is because i actually practice them mm-hmm. um i got um a beautiful gift back in 1997 mm-hmm. from one of my mentors uh, back in South Africa. He taught me how to fly balloons and uh, we're still in contact now. And he gave me this book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff because it's all small stuff. And inside that book has little extracts or little paragraphs that you can read one little one every single day to make your life simpler, easier and more joyful. And it's little things like your inbox will always be full. Live every day as if it was your last. And this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And in a hundred years from now, all brand new people. And will this matter in a year from now? So I read this book every single day. Since 1997, I've been wow. doing that. The pages are falling apart. <laughs> um, and I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and uh, for personal development and anything that my gut says I should listen to. 
and I use all the different things that I've listened to over the years and that is my my sort of my toolbox or tool belt and mm-hmm. when different things come along I use that particular tool in that case in that moment in that moment the particular one of getting up on the ladder looking at your problems from above mm-hmm. was given to me by a good friend um in high school oh wow yeah okay yeah yeah, he actually said that's what you need to do is get up, look down, and then pick them out one by one. And then um, the most urgent ones are done. And then from there, a sliding scale. Yeah. So uh, just to confirm as well, uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, that's by Richard Carlson. Carlson. Richard yep, Carlson. Sorry. He's got lovely ones. I, th- I think he's got ones for Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for teenagers, yeah. for mothers, mm-hmm. for women, um, all different. He died, unfortunately, many years ago. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and even today, I still, I still read it. And rereading a book like that is, it'll talk to you in a different way every time you read it. So if I've read a chapter like, let's give an example, which are one of my favorite ones, live every day as if it was your last. And that kind of makes you think, hmm, it's, things aren't actually quite as important as we make them out to be. Okay. You know, what if you were given just two months to live? How would you act differently? Yeah, you totally know, very different. often we live life as if we're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And we're not. Mm. This is not a test run. It's like people know? are surprised by that as well. It's like Absolutely. You know that, you know that from the yeah. start that you're not going to be here. That's right. Why do we wait to live life to its fullest until we have bad news such as you've got cancer and mm. one week to live or something tragic has happened. It's only when some tragedy comes across your life do you go, oh my God, I should be living life to its fullest. It's like, damn it, live it now. This is it. This is no test run. That's why my glass is always half full. Is because I don't know. Last time I checked, no one actually knows when their last day is. What if, and this is, I can say this from, I put my hand on my heart. If I was to go tomorrow, touch wood, I don't want to. I still (laughs) want to be around (laughs) for a while. But I can actually say I've lived a good life. I still kissed my kids goodnight when you come around I always give you hugs and kisses but at least I still hugged my beautiful wife Mm -hmm. and told her how much I loved her you know I tell her every single day I love her I give her multiple hugs during the day because I might not be able to do it the next day Mm -hmm. you know when they've they've done studies and interviews of people who are on their deathbed and um, no one ever says oh my gosh I wish I spent more time in the office Oh my gosh, I wish I spent more time on the computer checking my email inboxes. Yeah, like my email. Things like that. So um, I think you need to really reevaluate what's important and uh, get more centered and realize that we are only here for a, a little while and we need to make the most of it. Sorry, probably digressing a bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it seems to flow into Yeah, things, it all yeah. kind of interconnects in it some does. way, shape or form. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the, the takeaway from that is um, close out of your your email, put your phone down or laptop away and go do something for you or connect to someone or... It, it's about balance. I think it's important to have a good work-life personal balance. Um, and they've done this. The studies are there, how important it is to have social time, mm-hmm. um, especially for men, believe it or not, to actually get out and be in a social environment and have a bit of a, um, you know, a banter amongst the boys. It's very important to have that social interaction um, and let go. Um, I certainly do it. Yeah. You know. I know we've got on a bit of a tension and we've sort of touched on it, but it just made me um, think and kind of realize as well that 
maybe five, ten years ago, if you were a business person, quote unquote, and you're always at the office and you're always working, you're always on your phone, you know, always checking your emails like, oh, that person's important and, you know, busy and it seems like they've got their stuff together. But now it's almost like the, the complete opposite. It's like if you do own a business or you're this quote-unquote important person um but you've got the balance people are seeking that out more so now you know how do you do that how do you balance having a business having you know a great family life having great relationships having you time so I'm glad that that shift is happening and more people are realizing that there's more to life than just work um yeah, that's that's been a big one for me this year. Uh, well, I think in the time that I grew up, um, it was recognized that working hard, working hard, you know, that's the only way to make it happen. In my eyes, I don't think it's about working hard. It's more about working smart, working clever. Boom. Um, <laughs> boom. <laughs> is, um, so, for instance, I'll give an example. I do some long hours. Mm-hmm. But also I try to do chunks of hours. So I have certain days set aside where I just do admin. Um, and then certain days where I'll spend half the day just cycling. So it's about chunking that time. So it's um, you do need to schedule it. I think it's important. You know how important it is to schedule yeah. things. But to find that balance, you have to have that balance. Yeah, make and the time. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. You have happen. to make the time. Mm. That's right. You know, what did someone – I saw once a post that said, if you have – 20 minutes for Facebook, you've got enough time to go to gym. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had times where I've only had half an hour because things might have gone on a bit longer for gym. And sometimes you can have your best workouts in just half an hour. Just get in, get it just done. Just get in, get it, you know, get it done. Very productive. Mm. Um, but, yeah, rather work work smart. And also, again, go by your gut. I um, became uh, a senior my own story, I was chief pilot of an operation and um, I was doing crazy long hours and it was slowly taking its toll. My health was going Yeah, and uh, it was a big wake-up call for me. I remember even Janae coming to me going, Dad, you need to do something. You, If you carry on, you're going to die. And it kind of hit me because mm. I thought, oh, I'm going to die like literally. And I realized, hang on, I'm constantly getting sick. I feel like I'm always fluey. My immune system's gone to a ball of... Poop. <laughs> um, and I was. I was doing, uh, I know it sounds crazy, I was doing 14 to 15 hours a day. Wow. Literally. And, and were you still flying at this time? Still flying. And I was told that that is what it took to be in the position that I was in. So my predecessor said, that's what it takes. You have to do those 12, 15-hour days and you have to be on your best game and you have to da 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 And I was in the position, I think, for about three months when I resigned mm. I actually couldn't I realized my health and my family and and I had to go through that it was my little contract time yeah um, and uh, it just turns out that since then I became chief pilot again but of the whole operation and on your own terms on my own terms right and I remember when I was offered the position first I was very reluctant because mm-hmm. I knew what it entailed mm-hmm. but I looked at it and I sat down with the guidance of my beautiful wife. She actually really helped me with it. And I said, fine, I'll be chief pilot, but X, 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 X. And that meant, you know, not being head of aircraft maintenance, not being so that I could get that life balance. Because um, if I were to carry on, that was a sure way 
to age really quickly and get mentally stressed and then you know you take that all home with you too so yeah and i can honestly say now um obviously 2020 has been an absolute crazy time for everybody Mm. but man i've got a good life balance i mean Mm. here i am what's today saturday (laughs) <laughs> you don't even know what yeah, day it is. Know. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah. I don't actually, you know, people go, oh, my God, it's Monday. I'm like, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday? It's makes no same. difference. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, any day that you get out of bed um, is a good day, you know? Mm. You know, they've done studies where you, most suicides, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy, on Mondays. Wow. The Mondayitis thing, is it's a real thing. Whereas I'm like... No, every day is a good day. Mm. Every day is a good day. It doesn't matter. I feel like this conversation could go on forever and it's already sparked a couple of other topic ideas. Um, So I'm going to shut it down there just because we promised that we wouldn't sort of have another Joe Rogan experience. I know. I just just (laughs) love uh, this. uh, I'm so passionate about this and I love it. And uh, it's nice to actually share it. And um, yeah. Thank you, my angel. Cool. Awesome. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, I will definitely have dad back on for more wisdom. Um, So make sure that you tune into episode five.